Look into my eyes. Do you see your reflection, or do you see the person you love staring back? Listen to my heart. Is the beat defeating you, or is it inspiring you to be more? Take account of your behavior. Would it describe the love you have for me, or the selfishness of what I can do for you? Think about our whole relationship. Is accountable love our definition? Welcome to Accountable Love, where we're trading past pain for future happiness. My name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And today we'll be talking about unconditional love. Now, the definition of unconditional love is, Jerry. Unconditional love is known as affection without any limitations or love without conditions. This term is sometimes associated with other terms such as true, altruism, or complete love. Now, when you think of unconditional love, you think of God. Right. As most people, you know, their definition of what they compare every man to, you know, you have to have unconditional love for God. You have to have unconditional love for your children. When I think of unconditional love, I think of love that has no account, no accountability. Yeah, I agree. So when you have a love without conditions, you tend to fall for or believe in anything or deal with anything that's thrown at you regardless of what the person does. Now, I would love to have love with conditions. Conditions is defined as Jerry. Something demanded as an essential part of an agreement, provision, or stipulation. Now, when I set up a relationship and you want to be accountable in love, you have to have certain provisions set up. You agree to to terms where two people follow. One person can't just go outside of those terms and everything's okay. That affects the relationship. So to have a healthy relationship, I would say you have to have conditions. I agree. You know, we are raised that we should love unconditionally. We are raised to believe that, you know, our family members or certain close friends should be able to do certain things. And they sh- if they apologize, then you should be able to accept their, accept their apology and move forward. But, you know, I've learned over time and in life that, like Aziz said, love has conditions. So there's certain things you can say sorry, but if it's something that's not really benefiting what's going on or it's, it's creating a healthy relationship for us, then I shouldn't have to deal with that. Or I shouldn't want to deal with it. Like, you don't just get a pass because I love you. And that's what unconditional love kind of says. Like, you get a pass because we're in love or you have love for me. Like, that's how that's what I used to think growing up. Definitely. I was talking to a woman the other day and she was saying how she had unconditional love for her children. And of course, me being me, I challenged her. I said, you know, your children have no respect. What if your children disrespect your spouse? Are there not conditions? Do they still remain in the house if they're over 18, 21, 25? Do you still let them disrespect your spouse and remain in the house? And, you know, she was like, no. I said, you know, though you love them, I guess unconditionally, meaning love will be teaching them respect. At the same time, there's conditions. You're going to now tell them they have to leave you out. They have to respect you a certain way. You're going to let them curse at you any old way. You're going to let them do whatever they want to you. She's like, no. I said, then your love has conditions. Mm-hmm. You're teaching them how to love. You know what I mean? You're teaching them what love really is. You're teaching them how to respect their fellow man. You're teaching them all kinds of standards and principles, which has conditions, which which limits them in some to some capacity or in some type of way because what? We put standards and we teach our children to have standards. We place standards upon them, you know what I mean? Which is going to limit certain things that they can do. You don't want them to use drugs. You don't want them to do certain things, which limit them from doing those things that may have them curious, may, you know, their friends may be doing it, may influence them in a negative way. You don't know how. So when you look at being un- having unconditional love and a lot of people go with their children, You got to think you do teach your children different principles and different morals, which actually limits them in some capacity and put provisions on them. Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to just allow your child to just do whatever. You're not going to allow your your kid to be cooking meth in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's. Well, and be a good parent. And be able to parent. Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. Yes. You know, so. Meth in the kitchen and will claim that to be love. Yeah. But you know, when it all boils down to it, it's all about everyone making a choice. 
like when it comes to kids, like we're raising our children to be adults. They are a child for a small portion of their lives, but they're adults longer. So we're we're trying to we 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 raise them so that we can instill certain things in them so that they can be decent adults. But when it comes down to it, when you, that's the the unconditional love for children. When you talk about unconditional love for adults, everyone makes a choice. So when you when you say that you love someone unconditionally, you're saying that even though they made certain choices that didn't work in everyone's favor, you're still gonna, they, they still get a pass. And, you know, that doesn't really work when you're holding somebody accountable or Definitely. trying to hold somebody accountable. It doesn't come off as such, you know, like you don't date everybody. No, you, you date really particular don't. particular people. So you come in with limitations mm-hmm. and standards and morals and certain things that you wouldn't stand for because we're not going to just date anybody that crosses our path. And the fact that you are selective shows that you have conditional love. Mm-hmm. It shows that you're okay with the fact that you should get what you want and you should get what you want in a partner. Mm-hmm. So to have that unconditional love, even friends, we're not friends with everybody. Yep. You know what I mean? So we have conditions, we have standards, we have limitations on the type of friendships we want to have. We're not, you know, we had friends and lost friends. I'm sure everybody in their life has lost, you know, certain friends due to the fact that y'all went your separate ways. It's because both of y'all had conditions, whether the person did something to you or you did something to the person. Somebody had conditions and limited the relationship to those conditions to make sure that the relationship stayed healthy and in both people's best interests. But I think where it really gets tricky is with family. Because family, we don't choose them, right? We're, we're born into a certain situation and we're taught that, you know, blood is thicker than water. We're taught that, you know, your family will be there when no one isn't. Like, you know, like all these cliches, you know, to kind of continue to have the family bond. And what we fail to, we don't really work on really making sure that you everyone has a healthy relationship within the family. So you can grow up in a dysfunctional situation, and as long as your family, you work it out, like, that's your brother, that's your mother, that's your sister, you 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 have to work through it because that's blood. But, you know, I think that we're sending the wrong message because it's still a relationship. And if a person, whether you are related to them or not, is not treating you with respect or loving you the way that you should be loved, then you should be able to sever ties without someone trying to guilt trip you into having an unhealthy relationship with somebody. You know, most people think that because, well, most family think that, you know, if you ever need me, I'll be there. Sounds good. And you know what? And you want people to be there when you need them. But I also want people to be there when I don't need them. Or when when, you when to celebrate Yeah, us. when I need, exactly. Or, or I want people to be around me who wants to have a healthy relationship. Definitely. So it's, it's, you know, most people pride themselves on that. Like, yeah, if, if, if my daughter needs me, I'll, I'll run there for her. Who cares? If you're, if you're treating her like shit any other time, like that doesn't, like that doesn't matter for me. For a lot of other people that may, you know, warm their heart, that, that may continue to allow them to have a relationship with, with that, with that family member. Me, I'm not so much. Like I want you to, I want us to have a healthy relationship first. And if we have a healthy, healthy relationship, then you can be with me, the good, the bad and anything in between. Definitely. Everybody has that, um, drunk uncle that's funny mm-hmm. that you invite to every get together and you provide him with alcohol yeah i mean how is that love you get what i'm saying like nobody wants to talk about the elephant in the room because that's just who he is so we accept him we love him unconditionally we laugh with but him. we yeah, <laughs> but we don't realize that his health is going to take a hit we don't realize that he has a real life he has to live we don't challenge him mm-hmm. so how is that love if we don't have conditions and we just accept him for who he is and invite him to every event without 
you know, really confronting him about his alcoholism. How do we love him? How is that love? It's unconditional love, I guess, if we're going to say it. that's what it is. It's he about is, accepting. He is, he drinks. We know that he drinks. Who he is. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, I, I, I mean, I laugh. I laugh at my, you know, my drunk uncle. You know, I laugh at we all, all the things, yeah, all the things he says, make fun of him. We may even things dance with like, him and yeah, def- hype him up. <laughs> definitely. We clown him. We do all of this. I've been, you know, I'm a person that actually um, been in that place where I'm actually making fun of him and enjoying his company. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, who's challenging him? His peers weren't challenging him. You know what I mean? His nephews and nieces weren't challenging him. And then his grandnephew and nieces probably won't challenge him. Everybody would just know him as a drunk uncle and let him live his life. You know what I mean? And that, that I guess, is what unconditional love is and what people, you know, paint it as. But at the end of the day, how is that love? Yeah, because you're not allowing the person... Well, you're not bringing... You're not allowing the person to live their best life. In the sense... Like, you can't force somebody to change, obviously. But if you, you could bring it to their attention because sometimes, you know, your drunk uncle, he's been drunk for so long that he may not even know that he necessarily may have a problem. It's a way of life for him. Definitely. So, you know, no one really had that conversation with him. So no one really gave... No one even knows why he's always drunk. Like, you know what I mean? So it's... No one really gave him the opportunity to really sit down and really reflect and think about, okay, why am I always drunk? Why am I escaping? And maybe that would be a wake-up call for him, and um, he may, you know, change his life. Nobody's even paying attention that his wife is embarrassed. His kids yeah. are embarrassed all the time mm-hmm. and trying to make excuses for him or, you know, apologizing for him. We're just all, oh, we're family. You know, it's okay, but it's not okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're suffering. They're struggling. They may need assistance. They're not asking for assistance, which is partially their fault. But at the end of the day, you see it. And yeah. we act like it's a, it's a way of life. So it's like she doesn't really have an argument because when most the majority of the people are entertaining it and she's the only one that thinks it's a problem, you know, she, 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 she is going up against, you know, she's going up against a big fight because she doesn't have the, the, the support, although everyone else thinks that it's an issue. Definitely. So, you know, my, my take would be like accountable love. Why invite him back to the get togethers or why invite him back around the family when we have kids growing up around him? Like mm-hmm. he should be a role model. So yes. until he fits that standard, we can help him through it behind the scenes. Go, you know, go to his house, make sure we try to take care of him. But at the end of the day, if he's not going to be at his best self, he can't be around the family. That's accountable love. Like you have to set standards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we all have, let's say, a promiscuous friend. You know what I mean? We watching them kill their bodies. We have happy, loving relationships. I mean, we fight, we go through things, you know, we work through it, but they are like jumping from person to person, acting like they're living the life. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have had discussions with them. They, you know, cursed you out, whatever, whatever. How is that unconditional love is to stay there, I guess, mm-hmm. but how is that love? How is that love at any point? You know what I mean? Where you're not challenging them to now live a life, uh, you know, a healthier lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to challenge that person or quote unquote judge that person because I have standards. I have conditions to my love. I want to be around somebody who's a role model to my children. I want to be around somebody who's not hurting themselves and not, you know, putting themselves at risk all the time. You know, when they come up, you know, when something happens to them due to the fact that they are promiscuous, what's going to happen then? You know, as their friend, I'm sitting in the hospital with them because of the choice that they made on their own. And a number of times I have sat down and had a discussion, you know, like I'm typically based on me being, you know, believing in accountable love. I'm typically the friend that everybody's like, damn, why you come off that way? But yeah. at the end of the day, 
I love the person enough to now take, you know, take the hit. Yeah. Not be the fun friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not always an easy, although you do it so effortlessly, like, and it seems so easy for you to do it, it, it's, it's, I know it's not easy because you don't know what you're going to get on the other end. So you Definitely may get not. somebody who is receptive and, receptive and take, take in the message and reflect and, and, and take what you're saying and say, okay, you know what? I want to change my life. Or you may get the friend that's going to curse you out and say, you know what? I don't need this nonsense. You're not my parent. I'm an adult. I should be able to do what I want to do. So by you having that raw conversation with them, you know that can go either way. You can either get a better version of your friend or you may not get a friend at all. But, you know, and you still get, you still, you still have to deal with that. You know, you, you, you invested in the friendship as well, but they get to walk away because they don't want to live to a certain standard and they're being reckless and they're not really being their best self. Definitely. So, you know, it's, it's not easy being that person either. And I understand that everybody wants to live godly and love your fellow man. And, you know, when you bring God into it, it's like God has conditions. Everybody doesn't make it into heaven. And the devil doesn't have conditions because the devil accepts whoever is whoever's soul is willing to go there. So when you look at it, like, is the friend that's constantly there for you, even when it's bad times and not challenging you to have better times, are they really your friend? I mean, we need to really evaluate that. It's unconditional love is what we want to be preaching to our children. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Preaching to our friends. Do we want to keep it going on? Because I know I want accountable love. I want somebody who's going to hold me accountable. But at the same time, be able to embrace all the good times that we have. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Be able to chill and understand that we, you know, we're having fun, we're having fun, we're having fun. But if I'm having fun in a way that's going to hinder me or in a way that's going to hurt me, I want somebody who's definitely going to challenge me. And whether I'm ready to hear it or not, I want somebody who's willing to go through the fight and back and forth with me. So that, what I would, that's what I say love is. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it is taking account. It is being unafraid to challenge your friends. To be unafraid to challenge your family members. Why do you have to have conditional love for a family member that is close to what you have to say? Especially when you live in your life in that, let's say, in that part of your life in a better way, in a more healthier way. I always think healthy, the healthy way should be the teacher. No, I Whoever's living in a healthier way should be the teacher. You have a better job and somebody is not as equipped at work. The person that's equipped should be the teacher. The one that's not equipped should be the student. It's a very easy understanding until the person, you know, it gets better and they are more equipped Then they turn into the teacher or they become a pair. But we should challenge each other, you know, when they're weak. And that's accountable love. And that's conditions to your love. Well, yeah. And when people think of accountable love, like in relationships, they also think if my man loses his job, yeah, you should be there. You know what definitely, I mean? Definitely. Um, but if your man starts selling drugs on you and that's not what you guys agree to, then no. Well, your man loses his job, walks in there and makes a selfish decision. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be, you're going to be there for him, but you don't have a decision to make because Mm -hmm. he didn't think of you when he decided to walk in that, walk out his job job, and now the bills all fall on you. Mm -hmm. That's going to strain the relationship because finances is a big part of a relationship. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Which we're going to talk about in a later podcast dealing with finances. But at the end of the day, it's just like, how could, how could you make a selfish decision and not be accountable for that selfish decision. Mm-hmm. It may mean losing your wife. It may mean losing your husband. It may mean something greater. And the person, not that they don't love you, but the person obviously loves the agreement more. Like your principles are the foundation of who we, how we hold each other accountable. Yeah, and if anybody was to, you know, to, to, to speak on that scenario, 
some people would think, well, he was unhappy with his job. He quit his job. What's the big deal, right? Mm -hmm. She should be stand by him regardless. But uh, then the other argument, like you said, is you made a decision by yourself. And Definitely. we're in this together. So, Definitely. yes, when you, yes, we all knew you were unhappy at your job, but we should have planned accordingly. Definitely. And that's, and that's really the, if she decides to break up with him, that's really the reason for the breakup. Not because he lost his job, not because he's not bringing money, and it's because why, how he did it Definitely. is the issue. Definitely. And people kind of seem to like lose that part of it. They, 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 they see the bigger, not even the big picture. They see a small portion of it. Like a man was down. He's unhappy. He's whatever. And his wife left. Him. His wife left him when he was down and out. No, I, he was left because he made a decision by himself and he jeopardized what they had going on. Definitely. And I always, you know, I say you set the parameters early in the relationship. I always tell people straight up, you get by a car because you cross the street, you got to buy a car, you paralyze them with you for life. You, I actually not to cross the street and tell you a car is coming, don't cross the street, and you decide to go anyway. Like, am I going to spend a life with you while you're paralyzed? I just leave That's a, yeah, this is a little, you know, this, I might give some I may care. Stay. I might I give some know. support from afar. But at the end of the day, like, that's not, yeah. like, I gave, I, we, we, we talked about it and you went against the agreement. You said you wouldn't cross and you crossed anyway. Like, you can't make selfish decisions when you commit to other people. You have to think of everything. All the people involved that your decisions are going to hurt. That's what being accountable in love is. Like, don't commit to anybody if you're going to be selfish. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you you want to be a loner, just be a loner. And you know own what it. I mean? That's okay. And own it. You mm -hmm. do your thing. It's not okay because well, no matter what, you're going to, you know, you... It, you are in this world with other people. Yes, but when I say it's okay, meaning everyone should get what they want. So if you want to be by yourself, then you should be by yourself. Definitely. I mean, if that's what you want to do. I wouldn't say that that's even that's even. I don't, I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm just saying that. But you, everyone should get what they want, though. You make a choice. I mean, if you make that choice, I would say make the choice. But I wouldn't recommend it. I think that we were born with love and belonging. And we should all, all, always have people around us that fit our puzzle. That no, allow I us to be complete. I agree with that. So I'm just letting you know, I'm not co-signing the lonely <laughs> I'm, not co I'm telling you, I'm not co if you are, if you're feeling like you want to be alone, you might want to visit, some, get some help. <laughs> That's what I would say. You might want to visit, you know, a doctor, a therapist, whatever, to get yourself back in touch with, you know, with humanity. Because you need, we need other people to survive in this world. Our life needs to be a little more simple Wait, but my point is that have if, people we can rely on and depend on. Yes. That's what we work towards on a regular basis. I agree with you, but I'm just saying, if you are a person that want to be alone, yes, seek the help that Aziz mentioned. But you can't complain that you're lonely or you're this, that, and that. You know, that's what I mean. Like, it's like own, own it and it's okay. Like, it's not okay. Should, everyone should get Keep what they want, it's though. Okay. <laughs> but what, how, who wants, like, that's like saying everybody should get what they want, sniff coke. Like, if that's what you want to do, do. That's what people's problem is. They always <laughs> telling people to do what they want to do. No, no, no. But how? Like, I, I, I'm gonna tell them. Like, I might say that's when I'm washing my hands with them. But how like, can typically we hold when I'm person, saying? Let, let's go back. Like, how can we hold a person accountable for saying that they want to be alone, mm -hmm. but they don't own the fact that they want to be alone? Whether you agree or I agree with it or not, how could like they should own it? Definitely. I mean, they should start by saying they want to be alone. I would agree, but I'm not saying. If that's what you want to do, I'm going to still encourage them to try to connect with other people, especially if I love them. And that's the point. I was talking about randoms. I was oh, you were talking about a random person. I mean, I would hope somebody's there for them <laughs> but, to yeah. tell them to still, you know, connect with other people. I wasn't thinking about any, someone that I knew. I was just thinking, yeah, a random you know person. What I mean? like, like, you know what I mean? Like, 
when I was in school, they did a study with babies and they took a newborn baby, fed them, gave them everything but love and, and, and care. And the baby died. The baby died because they didn't have that love and care. So it just kills our spirit. It kills who no, we I are. No, I know, I know. So like, I'm not going to now sit here on a podcast about accountable love and say it's okay to be say okay, it's so okay I, to okay, be alone. I, I apologize for giving false information, guys. <laughs> it is not okay to be alone. If you think you're alone, call, own... this hot, call this hotline. <laughs> call the hotline that Aziz just gave. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's not. It's not. It's not okay to be alone. Um, seek help if you think that that's the that that's what you want to do. Um, because that means you're not in the best space. You're not. You're not in the best place. But if you just if you if you are feeling that you want to be alone, the first step is to Amen. communicate that. Yes, communicate exactly. that. That's what she yeah. wants to say. Yeah. Communicate I'm all back. your negative, positive <laughs> feelings, regardless of what they are. Communicate them with your friends to start the conversation. Definitely, because you need to have you need to have those discussions. Not all of us. I don't care. Like I like to say that I'm level headed, but I have the weak moments, and all of us need. Extra help. All of us need tonight no, to be absolutely. there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's what being accountable is. I mean, it's not. It's not the. I'm saying it's the thought. So when you have that unconditional love and you want to do something, I don't. I don't know when you act on it and you actually put everybody at risk. Should people still be there for you? But if you have the thought of it and you share it with people, it doesn't make you the person. It just makes you. You know, you have a weak moment and you want to have the discussion. I would say communicate it before you do something negative. Agreed. That that is why you build an accountable love in a system where you have you can communicate. Like checks and balances. Definitely, and you know somebody's gonna be there to hold you account accountable versus the guy who's out there hitting you with a bag of weed or hitting you with some coke or you know what I mean hitting you with a bottle when you're an alcoholic. You know, like people that are or hitting you. Quote unquote, <laughs> yeah, or hitting. I mean, quote unquote, your friends, but still, or your family members or whatever they are to you, and still like enabling you. Absolutely. I mean, like I told you the other day um, on Facebook, there's been a lot of posts about child support. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's a really, it's a healthy debate, you know, and there's two sides of it. But one of the comments that I read, and I participated in it, so one of the comments that someone wrote is that, you know, you have these men that don't pay child support and no one around them is really holding them accountable, right? Definitely. And I agree with that, right? Like, how could I not take care of my child and I'm hang- and I have a a handful of friends that know that I'm not taking care of my child, and they're okay with that. Definitely, that it is not okay. But they, it's unconditional love. Yeah, but it's unconditional love. It's unconditional love. They still hang they out take with care you. of their kids. They take care of their kids, and but they're still not. Have like, a how does heart. that even work? Like their heart is greater than everybody else. That's quote unquote judgmental. Yeah, but, but yet- they're not holding you accountable. No. So therefore, they're still hanging around you. You still got everything you want. You got all the friends you have. What's going to make you change when your life is still as good as it can get? Yeah, no one is, 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 is telling you otherwise. Although you may in the back of your mind think that you're doing something wrong, but if no one is really confirming that, like, yeah, you're walking through life like everything's all good and you get to live the life that you want to live because no one's really going to challenge, no one's challenging you to do better than what you're doing. Definitely. So what if you have friends that actually will tell you, you're not taking care of your kids, I'm not hanging out with you. Well, yeah, I, I meet men. You know, I'm single, so I meet men. And if... They have kids and they're not a part of their their kids' life. It's an issue for me. Like that's not something that because I know that although I may not want any more kids, I have a child of my own. So if I, I'm not gonna and I'm very active in my child's life, so I'm not gonna meet a man who's not as active. And because I'm active, he will be active in my child's life as well, not in his. That doesn't work. 
Definitely. So I'm I'm just saying, like, you're looking at it. If if you have friends that actually are going to step away when you're doing negative things, then some relationships at some point you're going to have to, you know what I mean, look at and, 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 and want and yeah, want to maintain. So mm-hmm. you can't just have the I don't give a fuck attitude all the time. Well, I think that it's okay. No, every move I make, I think about my my friend, my friends and my family. I think about, you know, my I've come a long way with my temper, but Definitely. I have moments where yeah, you want to kind of like spaz out and I think about I don't need to be I, I can't put myself in a position where I may a get arrested or like I'm too old to be fighting in the street like you know what I mean like there's all these things and I'm also a role model like I want my my daughter to look up to me I, I have friends that admire me like you know I want to continue to keep that going so before I jump off the deep end I'm thinking about them as well because I don't want them to have to deal with that I don't want to disappoint them and I know that you know most people are thinking like oh you're an adult like why would you care if you're disciplining another adult but I do because I love them and we have a relationship and, and we're vested and yeah you. and we influence each when we influence each other so I every in a time I, way. exactly so every time I'm 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 in, in a situation and I'm replaying a story as I'm in it I'm thinking is this a story that I really want to replay back definitely <laughs> I mean and it's those conditions that allow her to think mm-hmm. long term yeah you know what I mean because you want people who are like minded and like and, and same hearted that think long term. Moments, I mean, we can enjoy moments, but the moments shouldn't stop the long-term plan. Exactly. They shouldn't hinder us from, you know, actually having a lifetime together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You build friendships and networks and it should it should be lifetime. Mm-hmm. It should be for a lifetime. It shouldn't be this quick, businessy looking friendship that's there for the moment just so you could advance. You should have lifelong friends that actually are going to be there for you and support you. You know, and when, when we say bad through good and bad, people take it as I'm gonna create the bad. Yeah. Through good and bad means life life has enough bad that they throw at you, mm-hmm. but you're gonna have your friends to help you through it. That is out of control. Well, bad is like, you know, things are not going as planned at work, right? And you're not in the best place. I, I mean, we've all been there. Definitely. And you have a support network who who helps you through it and 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 they support you when they help you do different scenarios. They give you advice and they're there to support you in your hard time at work. I've been there quite a few times last year. <laughs> and you know, I've always had like a home base where I could come to I could I could come to my friends and they and they could help me through it. Um that's you know the bad times. The bad times is you know you're ill, you know, and or you know you you need to support, you need the extra support because um you're not feeling your best and um you you have your network, you have your your network to um come and support you. Definitely. I mean, I mean, there's other bad times. I'm, you know, like it I doesn't mean, have to be like that's a light bad time. But you know, it could be, you know, we talking. We come from a poverty stricken neighborhood. You know, people get shot, people get stabbed. Yeah. You know, and they're just walking down the street. They didn't put. You know, they didn't start fights. They didn't. You know, they wasn't a part of what happened to them. They, you know, it, it's just happenstance. They're mm-hmm. just walking down the street, and there's a road to recovery. Mm-hmm. Your friends are, should be there for that. Absolutely. Your friends should sacrifice and not, not should, they should want to. I would think, you know, your friends, I know me as a person, I would want to sacrifice. And it wouldn't even be a sacrifice because they're part of my day to day. They're people I love. You know, those with conditions, I, they fit the condition. They actually didn't start the fight. They actually wanted the problem. They actually, it just was happenstance. So, of course, I'm going to support them in, in that. So, you know, at the end of the day, you, 
you know, you deal with unconditional love and you focus on unconditional love. And I typically think that's the mentality of people who want to get out of responsibility for the actions, you know, the, the, the negative actions that they create or the negative environments they create or the negative friendships they create. I think you should be held accountable. And I think through accountable love, the world, you know, is a better is a better place because people are more aware of what they're doing to other people before they actually, you know, commit a crime or, you know, before they actually, like she said, walk in and, and just quit their job, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, that's all we have to say about unconditional love. My name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And this is Accountable Love.